From Triple J, it's the Take 5 podcast. The people you love, play five songs they love, and tell you why. Welcome back. I'm Zan Rowe, and every week I invite someone great in to pick five songs around a particular theme. Music soundtracks our life and often triggers memories and moments that change the course of our lives for the better. 19-year-old East first came to our attention as a 16-year-old high schooler, funnily enough, with a song called Old Age. Her songwriting chops impressed me immediately, and in the years since, she's made good on the promise of that first tune. To kick off Triple J's Oz Music Month, I asked Mel Bester, the woman behind East, to take five and take us all over the map. All Australian songs and, as it would happen, all new Australian artists. You'll hear highlights of these songs and why she chose them, and learn a little bit more about her beginnings as a 13-year-old songwriter. Her most recent single is my favourite yet. It's a heartbreak tune that shows great resolve and reflects the cyclical nature of relationships. I really love the sentiment of this song. And so I asked Mel where her head and heart were at when she wrote it. Yeah, it was definitely in that sort of bittersweet world of like just having to accept that, yeah, it comes to an end, but also trying to keep my mind open to what can happen in the future as well. And life is long. You're just 19 years old, so life will go on hopefully for a long time for you, Mel. (laughs) True. Those little isolated words towards the end as well, it's such a great hook to put in a song. Where did they come into it in the songwriting process when you just got those little singular words that punctuate (laughs) the start and the end of life goes on? I sort of had the word momentary in my mind. I just kind of looked up like momentary synonyms because I was like, oh, I wonder like if there's another way I can say this. And then I was kind of like looking at the words just on Google and I saw like a rhyming pattern there. And then I was like, ah, maybe I can just sort of fit all these words together somehow. And amazingly, they all The first choice is by Mallrat, who's been doing great things herself recently. We're going to go back, though, to a tune that she released last year, and we're heading northeast to Brisbane if we're going over the map of Australia. Tokyo Drift is the first choice. Tell us about your relationship with Mallrat, because you guys are actually mates, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we're good friends. I've known her for about a year now, um, and she's just, like, one of the best people in Australia And she also just makes incredible music. I've been very lucky to know her. Is it true that you guys have got a group chat going on with a few other musicians? You've got a little message chat that goes around? Yes, potentially. But like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad at keeping up with messages and that kind of thing. So in theory you have the group chat, but you're not really part of it so much. Yes, I probably am. And I've probably contributed like one (laughs) message in the entirety of the chat. But um, yeah, I'm not too involved. (laughs) Aside from that, do you feel like the local scene is pretty supportive for particularly artists like you and Mallrat who are just kind of kicking off over the last couple of years? Yeah, 100%. I've not seen it in any other scene around the world yet where the artists are such good friends and, you know, if someone releases a new song, everyone kind of posts about it on their socials and 
Um, there's not that sort of competitiveness that you can sometimes find in other scenes. It's definitely one of we're all different and special and there's a place for everyone to share their voice. Because of that coziness as well, do you find yourself making friends with or even, you know, enjoying the music of people that you may not have met before from really different genres? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, it's really cool to see someone like Japanese Wallpaper is like really good friends with series as well who are in a totally different scene and also you know with festivals since there are normally like such a variety of genres on the lineup uh, we all just get to hang out and yeah genre doesn't really come into it. Well we're going to start with one of your friends Mallrat Tokyo Drift as I mentioned East is taking five taking you all over the map and we're heading to Brisbane now what is it about this song in particular that you love? Well I don't know this is like my favorite Mallrat song and I wanted to share it today because I feel like it doesn't get enough credit and enough spotlight. I just love the conversational tone to the lyrics, but they're so clever as well. That's something that Grace does incredibly well, is finding that balance between, yeah, being really smart, but just being real as well. I'm whenever on time, laughing at the wrong time, laughing for a long time, things gonna be alright. Whenever I'm tired Laughing at the wrong time Laughing at the wrong thing Laughing for a long time Think it's gonna be alright We don't talk much but I hope that you will Let's drop to the beach and play songs from 2012 I've been meaning to text you for 7 or 8 days Get back to me a vacay Leave me at HJ's We had like a million great days at least And that's only since grade 8 on me just in like 2006 I take all the blame for this Tokyo trip Weeks were getting super long And I was getting bored now Monday doesn't even feel like Monday anymore And everyone was always wrong I'm glad that we ignore it now Monday doesn't even feel like Monday anymore This next song is from Arno Faraji And it's called 130 Ego Jump What an opening line, Mel. <laughs> so good. Such so steeds from our oh. Unearth Tire winner. Yeah. Tell us about why you chose Arno this morning. We're talking about going all over the musical map of Australia. Yeah. Arno, I think, is just one of the most exciting new acts in Australia. Like, he's only, what, 17, 18? And he's making music with such confidence already. Like, it's really refreshing to see that in someone so young. But not only that, like, it's actually sick music. I love that song in particular so much. Like, it's just so damn groovy. We were both just kind of rolling our shoulders and bobbing (laughs) our heads side to side as soon as it kicked in. It's one of those tunes, isn't it? Yeah. 
You talk about him having exceptional talent at a young age. From my perspective, it just seems to be that Australian artists are producing amazing fully formed songs at a younger and younger age. How old were you when you actually started writing songs? I was about 13 when I first started what kind, of, what kind of stuff were you writing about when you were 13? <laughs> oh, man, I was such an angsty little teenager. I wasn't hardcore enough to be punk, so I wrote, like, really sad folk songs yes. instead. <laughs> well, it's kind of the foundations of punk, really, isn't it? Sad folk music in many ways, or angry folk music? Yeah, true. Angry <laughs> folk music. That's what, oh. what punk is all about, really. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> fair point. And what kind of lyrics would you have in it? I mean, have you gone back and listened to some of those MP3s or whatever? you had that you recorded on <laughs> what did I write about I mean one song I actually ended up putting on my first EP which I wrote when I was 13 wow that one's called your ghost and that song was just about someone in my life who was keeping themselves away from me emotionally. They weren't sort of letting me in and letting me try and, you know, help them through what they were going through. What sort of emotional well are you drawing from as a 13-year-old kid who's writing about these songs? Were you tapping into stuff that you were feeling or was it an idea of what songwriting should be? I'm, so I'm curious about the kind of life experience that you were having to then tap into that. Yeah, that song was definitely from personal experience. You know, people are normally really surprised when teenagers can write really emotional and profound lyrics. But I think when you're a teenager, everything is so heightened and you feel everything so strongly. So I think it makes total sense that teenagers are writing this really touching and moving lyrics. And there's no filter either. No, exactly. You're not thinking like, oh, that's maybe a little too vulnerable or you just do what you think you should do and then that's it. Was there ever anything else that you wanted to do when you grew up or was music and being a songwriter always the main game? I mean, music was always a huge part of my life, but at a stage I really wanted to go into the theatre. All right. Yeah. So I danced growing up and um, I did some acting as well. So I just wanted to be Nancy and Oliver. Um, and then I realised, damn, no, being in the theatre is way too hard. I'm just going to write folk songs. <laughs> you were in high school when we first heard your music. You were about 16, I think, then when we first started playing your songs on Triple J. And I know that you left Year 12 to focus on music. You're 19 now. Have things changed much since you've been able to fully focus all of your energies and your heart and mind into making songs? Yeah, it's actually kind of weird. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I put so much importance into my career, you know, and it almost got a little overwhelming at times. And I've found that since growing older, I've actually found a balance now where I make music not out of feeling a pressure to make it, but just when I really feel like I need to make it. Did you have a childhood? I'm getting some like <laughs> some like D Disney uh, vibes with like, this, uh, child actor, child singer star, you know, going on. Because it, it sounds like you were working from a young age. Yeah, I was. I've taken many different routes throughout my life to get to this point. I did have a quite interesting 
childhood, but I still had a childhood. You know, I still got to climb trees and that sort of thing. All right. And it sounds like you got a good work-life balance now at the age of the ripe old age of 19. <laughs> the next locale we're going to is Adelaide, Lonely Speck and their song, All My Skin on the Air. Tell us about this tune and why you chose Lonely Speck this morning. Lonely Speck, they're a producer and I just think they're such an incredible world builder. You know, they kind of create this like fantasy world with their music. Every time I listen to this song, I'm just transported into a different realm almost. And I remember the first time I heard this song was actually live. We were both supporting Japanese wallpaper in Adelaide. Mm. I was just floored. I was so mesmerized and I've been obsessed with it ever since. This next song is from Pliny and it's called Moonflower. Mel, tell us about Pliny. I don't know about this artist. It's such a sort of niche scene, I think, that sort of like instrumental prog rock technical metal stuff. It's not huge in Australia, but, you know, he's just insane. And I saw him perform live and he opened for Animals as Leaders, who are also kind of like in that world. And it was the most mind-blowing show I've ever seen in my life. Even if you're not into that kind of music, I highly recommend going to see a show of Pliny's or Animals as Leaders. It's just the amount of skill these guys have is neck level. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that you just got your eyes focused on their hands and seeing what they're doing just to see the the sheer speed and, and the technicality of what they're doing? Yes. And then it gets to a point where I get a huge headache and I'm like, okay, I can't keep up with these guys. I'm just going to close my eyes and try and just enjoy it. <laughs> Don't try to solve the problem. Just enjoy the music. Yeah. I love that. I'm sure there's going to be heaps of people who are following that rabbit hole uh, with Pliny and Moonflower. I'm interested in your childhood. I mean, we sort of mentioned it before about you writing songs from a young age, but I know that you were born in South Africa and you actually came to Australia when you were about three years old. 
were your parents listening to a lot of Australian music when they got here? Like how engaged were you in local music in your childhood home? Was there stuff on the player that was all Australian? (laughs) Not at all. I think the only Australian artists I really listened to were like Guy Sebastian and Delta Goodrum. Oh, wow. <laughs> a particular brand of Australian idol, Australian music. Exactly. Like all the sort of idol guys I listened to, yeah, I listened to a lot of South African music and a lot of theatre stuff as well. Like Barbara Streisand was really big in my household. Nice. I actually don't really know much about Australian music pre-2005. Wow. So what's it like for you to now be in the scene and discovering so much? Because for a relatively low population, I always think that we punch way above our weight, that there's so much gold in these hills. You're in it and you get to discover all of this now. It must be pretty exciting. Yeah, it is so exciting. The scene at the moment is just so innovative and fresh. I get overwhelmed by how much talent there is in Australia. I feel very lucky to be a part of it. East has been taking five. We've been going all over the musical map with Mel Bester, the woman behind East. And we're going to finish with the band that you actually mentioned earlier this hour. Great Melbourne outfit by the name of Series. Choke is your final choice. We're heading south. Why this song and why this band? Man, series are just awesome. I don't know what else to say. You know, they're kind of like, if you grew up listening to really emo music, like the really cringy, like Escape the Fate, Sleeping with Siren (laughs) stuff, and you've kind of like become an adult now, and there are still parts of you that are in that world, but you don't quite want to go that deep. I think series is like a brilliant sort of substitute for that. They just kind of write these really beautiful emo lyrics. Hard hard on sleeve with all of their lyrics. Exactly. Tom really puts himself out there. He does. And it's so inspiring to see because it's really hard sometimes to be that vulnerable and to get that real. Yeah, I get really inspired by their music. Took your hair from my head and wrapped it around my little finger We watched it turn from white to red You said, don't think you love her And I don't know what I would do If I got you in my bedroom And I don't know what I would do I'd probably choke on Series with Choke, rapping an eclectic mix of songs from local singer-songwriter Mel Bester, better known as East. If you loved hearing this convo about music and how it connects, tell a mate about the Take 5 podcast. And let me know which conversations from the archives you want me to dig up for future episodes. Next time, I'm actually going to do just that. In the last week, Adam got in touch with me online and asked me to share one from producer Tourist. It's in the not-too-distant past, just from August 2016, but it gained a whole lot of new fans for British boy Will Phillips when he came in to share the music he loves. This is perhaps the reason I got into electronic music. I think I remember hearing this aged nine or ten. I think it alluded to a culture that existed. I never knew existed. It sounds quite gritty. It sounds 
very real and honest and there are hardly any words in it like and I think how am I describing something like that the sounds are making me come up with those words I didn't know this was about club culture I didn't know this was a club I didn't even know what that was but it sounded beautiful Mm. and it sounded part of uh, the world that I didn't know existed and it felt like something I wanted to explore you know those early memories of being a kid and thinking music is a gateway to culture and worlds that you you want to investigate because they interest you. And um, this was one of those ones I thought, wow, what is this world of sound? Tourist, taking five with travel tunes. Next time. Hey, this is Amy Shark. This is Joshua Hami. Hey guys, Kate McCarthy here, taking five. Hey, this is Royal Blood. This is Kuchka. Hey, this is Sam. And this is Sarah. And today we're taking five. Hey, this is George Maple. Hi, this is Touch City. This is Rosie Waterland, and I'm taking five with Sam. The Take Five Podcast. The people you love play five songs they love and tell you why. 